Welcome to the Quite Audacious Podcast with Amanda Swiger. I am a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure wedding and boudoir photographer with a deep belief that doing things my own way is why I've been so successful. I'm now taking that love of audacious, rebel-minded thinking and helping other photographers build the lives and businesses that they're in love with, all while still working with clients and taking you along for the ride. No topic is off limits here, so expect a lot of honest conversations, in-the-moment riffs, business and life advice, tough love, and of course, talking with you about all the ways you can work with me and to create the life that you've been dreaming of. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it, y'all. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome back to another episode of the Quite Audacious Podcast. I am just still in awe about how much y'all are loving this podcast because I'm having a blast recording it. I'm going to record this episode after being um, a little under the weather thanks to uh, living in the suburbs now and having doodles that track a pollen all over my house. And I have terrible seasonal allergies. So if I sound a little funny today or I'm sniffing, um, I apologize, but I wanted to do the work uh, when inspiration strikes. That is something that I am trying to build more and more into this business is this gets to be easy and this gets to be fun. And so if that means recording a podcast when I don't sound 100% like myself, um, because I've got something I want to chat about, then that means we're going to record a podcast, friends. Um, and so today I am going to be sharing a little bit about one of the things that I think is such a game changer for boudoir photographers. But I'm also going to be talking about this from the perspective of a client too. So if you are listening to this and you're not local to Philadelphia and would want to do a boudoir session, this is just something to really think about when hiring a photographer because... Um, it is such a huge, huge game changer. And that is a client wardrobe. So one of the reasons that I initially was like, nope, want to have one is because I was noticing that clients were bringing specifically underwear that did not flatter them or maybe more specifically they would tell me that they didn't like certain things about their body and they didn't want to highlight it. And then they would bring underwear that would highlight that thing that they didn't love. And oftentimes this is, you know, I'm using their words, not mine, their mom pooch or their fupa or their stretch marks on their stomach. And so they'd bring these itsy bitsy teeny tiny little underwear and then would stand there the entire time with trying to like just grab anything nearby them and just cover their stomach with it. And I was like, a high-waisted pair of underwear would fix this right up. I was like, okay, well, let me start getting a few things. And um, you know me, you know that went downhill very quickly. I now have two closets at the studio, jam-packed full of lingerie. I have a storage unit full of lingerie and I have lingerie stored at the house too, because I just buy stuff constantly. And I buy stuff constantly because I'm constantly trying to find what is new, what is different, what is like kind of current happening, what, um, especially for my plus size babes, a lot of the laundry when I first started doing this was real boring for us. Uh, thank you, Torrid, for finally creating stuff that's not ugly as fuck. Um, <laughs> and then honestly, sometimes things get boring to me to shoot. So I'll kind of take them out of rotation or they just get a little worn. Um, and so I'll kind of take them out of the client wardrobe. But one of the things that I think is super duper important when it comes to having a client closet is 
it is very overwhelming to dress yourself in everyday clothes if you have any form of insecurity about your body. Um, I don't care who you are, who's listening to this episode. If you had a special event to go to where you're going to have a lot of attention on yourself and you had to go pick out an outfit, I would venture to bet that most people would feel a little stress around what to wear. Now, amplify that to being in not a lot of clothing um, and you have a boudoir session. And, you know, sure, you could go to the mall, you could go into a couple stores and try stuff on. And I, of course, encourage my clients to do that. But also, I, I think it's hard for us to sometimes know what looks good on us. Because at the end of the day, like, we view ourselves in one lane that is not entirely accurate, if I'm honest. We, you know, see ourselves through whatever lens we have. And it's not always true. Um, it's not always accurate. And so part of what I think is my job as a boudoir photographer is to see things in my clients that maybe they've never seen in themselves. Like I had a client yesterday, gorgeous girl. She had the most beautiful jawline. She looked so good with those profile shots. And she straight up was like, oh, I've never taken a photo of my profile because I just don't like my nose. So I showed her one of the pictures in the back of my camera and she was like, oh, wow, it looks really good. And I, I sat there after her session and after I like walked her out of my studio, I was like, how sad is it that this woman had spent, you know, decades of her life thinking that she had a, a bad side to her face when in fact, like it's incredibly photogenic very model-esque, you know, not that model standards are really all that important, but like she didn't know that about herself. And it, when it comes to clothes, the same thing is true. Um, I've had many clients where I'll look at them and I'm like, you would look good in blank, blank color. Maybe it's purple and they don't ever wear purple. Maybe it's a strappy bodysuit and they're like, oh, I don't wear bodysuits. Where I can kind of look at somebody because I've seen hundreds of people at this point in lingerie. And no, this will probably flatter your body in a way. And again, I want to be, I'm just going to sidebar for just a moment. I struggle with sharing stuff about this on the podcast because I'm using phrases like flatter your body and flattering is bullshit. It's just a fucked up system that somebody made up and said, flattering means, you know, your waist is small, your ass is fat, your boobs look perky, and that's flattering. It's bullshit. Flattering is whatever makes you feel confident. But if you're self-conscious about something, I view flattering as how can I make you look at yourself and not have your eye immediately go to those areas of your body that you don't love because I, I I struggle a lot with the body positivity side of boudoir because there's a lot of people that, you know, aim for body neutrality. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I am so glad that those photographers and folks exist in this community. Um, it's not totally my approach. I am somebody who most days feel pretty okay about the way I look. Um, of course I, would love it if my stomach was a little flatter. Uh, I don't love being out in public and people asking me when my baby is due because um, I'm not pregnant. And, you know, that can be mortifying. But at the same time, this is what our society has conditioned us to believe about femme-identified bodies and women. Um, and so when I 
that photo is taken of myself to flatter me. I don't care that I'm a big girl. That's not the issue. I just don't want to look pregnant. So to flatter me, I would not want my photographer to put me in lingerie or posing that might maybe make me look pregnant. And there's nothing wrong with being pregnant. It's just, that's my thing. And I'm allowed to have that thing. And it's not my photographer's job to tell me I'm wrong for having my own feelings about my body. On the other side of that, it's also not okay for photographers to push their ideas of beauty or the world's ideas of beauty um, and bodies onto clients and say, oh, you have to suck in. You have to do this. You have to do that because that is not it either. Um, So that's my little sidebar on that. So when I'm saying the word flattering, I'm just trying to convey something, but I also want to just acknowledge that I understand that these words can feel a little shitty um, if you are somebody who lives in a body that is constantly told that it is not good enough by our society. So please hear me when I say that um, you're fabulous however you are. Um, I'm just here to make you feel that way about yourself. Anywho, back to what I was saying. If I even remember what I was saying. Um, (laughs) I find though that people want to feel like they are showcasing themselves in a way that maybe they've never seen. So like I will often just be able to kind of see somebody, see their personality and get a vibe of what it is that they want and pull pieces from my client closet that aid them in that vision. Um, I have some weird pieces in the client wardrobe. Like I have quite a few swimsuit cover-ups because they're just fun, if I'm honest, because they kind of hang off the body. They can look very kind of either casual for a vibe or very, especially if they don't have anything under them, like powerful sexy, which is probably one of my favorite aesthetics, if I'm honest. I love moody light and a powerful, confident babe. That is like peak for me. Um, I also have a ton of robes. I just find that there is something, I don't care. I have yet to put a babe in a robe and them not immediately just kind of like at themselves in a mirror because it's fun. Like it's just fun. And honestly, I don't know if she would ever I'm not, I'm going to tell the story anyways. When I first got one of my robes, I put Jordan in it because I was just freaking, I don't know, we were dicking around at the studio. So I put her in one of the robes and even her and Jordan, if for those of you who don't know, is uh, very masculine, would never be caught dead out in a feathered robe. But even her, she just kind of like twirled around it because you just feel ridiculous in like the best way. And I find that if you're somebody who is self-conscious about parts of your body, there's something about those robes that just instantly make you feel like a badass. And so they're not something that clients would probably want to spend the money on. They're hundreds of dollars. And so for me, being able to have options like that, it was a one-time cost. I My red robe was very expensive. Um but I would say I have probably put at this point a hundred clients in it. Um, and that's well worth the investment. If you ask me, uh, it's one of the most used 
it probably is the most used thing in my client closet. And I just, I find that instead of clients feeling this stress to know how to dress themselves, when this is probably an experience that's already outside of their comfort zone, being able to show up, I ask that they bring at least one outfit that they know that they like. That way we have a starting point. Um, and because some people are pickier, I am also picky. So I'm not making fun of any of you. I like what I like and I know what I like. Um, so I always encourage them to bring at least an outfit that they know that works for them. Um, um, and from there, though, they have the entire reign of the client closet. And so we can kind of pull things. I always tell them, like, if you put something on and we're like, no, ain't it, we'll move on. No harm, no foul. Um, And I think it makes it feel less daunting. And also, it feels for me like a giant permission slip to try. And I'm going to go off on another little tangent, but this is kind of, I think, why I was like, I want to put this on the podcast. I don't know about you. I don't know who you are who's listening to my voice coming out of your car speaker, your headphones, or wherever it is you're listening to me. But in my life, I don't often feel like I get to play, to try, to just fuck around and maybe find out. Um, it I, I've got responsibilities. I've got a life. I've got, you know, if I am getting dressed up for something, you know, I there's expectations, which is stupid, but like, you know, there's, or there's other people or I don't know. I feel like when we're doing things, sometimes it's like, what will other people think of this? Um, and you have those conversations in your closet by yourself of like, oh, I'm going to this, this work function. Is that top too slutty? Is this going to make me look big? Whatever it is, whatever your insecurity is. And so rather than having it just you by yourself staring at a wall of clothes, it's you and me staring at a few things that I've generally, I don't really let clients unless they want to go through the closet because it's just very overwhelming. Um, and I get a lot of information from my clients before their shoot of like what it is that they're looking for. So I can kind of pull out some stuff. And then if we're staying there, we're talking, I'll just go back to the closet and pull out more things. Um but there's something incredibly magical about being like saying somebody go, Ooh, like I like it, but it scares me. And I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to shove you out of your comfort zone. If you don't want that, that's, that's not, this is for, but also like, what would happen if we tried? What would happen if you put it on and we take a few photos and I show a couple of them to you and then you decide, nope, not for me or yep. This makes me feel so cool. I have this one set in the client wardrobe. The very first girl who put it on, her husband nicknamed it the sexy traffic cone. And it will forever live as that. It's neon yellow. It's a strappy lingerie set. And I have put a few clients in it. I have it in a couple sizes now. Um, and every time I pull it out, you should see the client's face. They're like, it's neon yellow, Amanda. And I'm like, I know, but hear me out. And then they put it on and they walk by my big giant mirror and they're like, oh, and I'm like, I know it's like fun, but like you would have just gone eh, if you had to buy it, check out, we've never put this in my cart. Never. I'm like, right. And I just, I think that there is so much joy in being able to be like, let's just try it. 
Let's just throw on a rope. Doesn't feel like you. Great. Let's take it off. And I think especially for folks that are queer, neurodivergent, who maybe are a little bit out of the typical mold, however you want it, like a little bit offbeat, a little bit different. I think it's fun for us to have the ability to try stuff and to just not have the expectation that it has to work, but just be like, okay, put it on, see how you feel once it's on. And I tell all of this, I, I say this entire story because I recently had a conversation with past client. Um, she came back to me for a mini shoot. And when she showed up for her session, she was wearing this like very, not what I expected her to be wearing. When I met her the first time, she was like practically in all black and gray, very subdued, very kind of tight laced, quiet individual. If you are listening to this podcast episode, you know who I have, you, you know who I, who you are. Um, and so when she showed up again, and I haven't seen her in like two and a half years, she is in bright, like magenta and orange sneakers. She has on like printed leggings, this magenta that matched her sneakers hoodie. And she like pulls out the outfits she brought for her mini shoot. They're like bright, bold colors. And I'm like, girl, what happened? She was like, I had never put on anything that wasn't like black, navy, gray, like a maroon was like a special occasion color until our shoot. And I kind of talked her into this magenta bodysuit. And she was like, I didn't know I looked good in that color. I was 31 years old until I was like, okay, Amanda talked me into this. I guess, you know, she kind of probably knows what she's talking about. And she's like, and I wear bright colors now all the time. They make me so happy. And I would have never, ever given myself the the ability to experience that joy of putting on something that makes me feel so happy if it weren't for you. And I was like, damn, I can't take credit for the idea of a client closet, but like that is, and I can't even take credit for that experience. I just was doing what I thought served her. I thought it was a beautiful color for her skin tone. I thought it was fun. I felt like there was this kind of fiery side underneath all of that, um, black and kind of seriousness. But we don't have places in our lives where we can play. And it, it is a little bit like dress up. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm 34. And there is something about putting on an outfit that feels a little ridiculous or a little fancy or whatever that I still get that little girl feeling of like dress up that's fun and exciting. And... I think so much of boudoir is about sexuality and sexuality is about the pleasure of someone else. And that's not actually what sexuality is about, but I think that that is what we sell it as, as a, like a collective of humans, um, as a society. And to me, sexuality should be about expression. It should be about pleasure. It should be about joy. It should be about owning your own self, exploring, right? Like, is that not a much more beautiful version of those things? And so boudoir, which is, um, I like to say it's sexual adjacent. Um, I don't think boudoir needs to be sexual, but how much more beautiful is it if we can allow 
babes the space to experience things for their own joy. Because my guess is this beautiful client is not just wearing magenta now. I would bet that she is also trying new things. And I actually asked her, I said, did you try, have you tried anything else? And she was like, oh yeah. She's like, when I go to a restaurant now um, and like I'm going out with somebody, she's like, I order at least one thing that like kind of scares me, but sounds good. And she's, I'm like, I'm like, oh, how's that going for you? And she was like, honestly, like one out of 20 things I probably order is like, "Mm, wouldn't do it again. But she's like, but it's fun to try it. I'm like, you're getting to bring that playfulness, that adventureness outside of photos. And I think that so many people see boudoir as this one boxed item. It's sexy photos. And I think why I'm so passionate about education is, guys, there is a great wide world out there of other ideas, of other options, of other ways you can impact a client. And I am not saying that making somebody feel hot as fuck is pointless because let me tell you, me realizing that I can look hot as fuck changed my life. So I am not in any way poo-pooing on that. But also there are so many other things you can do. There are so many other ways in which boudoir can impact you as maybe you're a, a person listening to this who would want to do a session, I, I encourage you to find a photographer. If it's not me, uh, I am happy to give you names if you're local to Philadelphia of people who are in different price points than I am in, whether that is more money or less money, depending on what you want. If you are looking for somebody who is not around Philadelphia, I don't know if you found me some other way on the internet. I know boudoir photographers all over the country. Um, And I am happy to recommend other people. That does not hurt my ego at all. I want anyone to experience this. But the more I've been in this, the more I want to change boudoir photographers. Because I want to open our eyes to the impact we have that is far beyond arched backs, strappy lingerie, and things that are honestly meant for the male gaze. There is a great wide world out there. Uh, and every time I say that, I keep just hearing the like, uh, I wanted to venture in the great wide somewhere from Beauty and the Beast. So let that be stuck in your head now, rent free um, along with me. <laughs> but I, I encourage you, if you're somebody who is doing a boudoir session, hire somebody with, with two things in mind when it comes to like wardrobe. Hire somebody who has a boudoir closet that is expansive, that is extra small to at least a 4X. Personally, I think that the minimum should be a 5X, but I also understand that laundry is expensive and you serve the clients that you have. Um, If you're a boudoir photographer listening to this, um, people exist in bodies that are extra smalls and smalls. You should have that in your wardrobe. And folks exist in bodies that are 3X, 4X, 5X, 6X. You should have that in your wardrobe as well. Um, You cannot be about celebrating bodies and not want to celebrate all of them, period. Okay, now that I've said that. The other thing I would say is look on that person's Instagram, their website, their whatever, and see when they're sharing things, oftentimes they'll say, this is from the client closet. Are the things that are from their client closet, things that you look at and you're like, ooh, that scares me a little bit, but in a kind of fun way. 
I think that's a really good reason to want to work with somebody because it means that there's something about how they help style their clients that brings out some joy and excitement for you. Not a, oh, my husband, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, my partner would like that. What does it do for me when I look at the clothes on that person's body? Um, and I think that that is such a, 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 a good reframe that I wish more people would think about when it comes to choosing a boudoir photographer, because it's not just about the size of their client closet. It's about what are the kinds of things that are in it? And I'm actually going to shout out a local boudoir photographer. Um, her name's Katie. Uh, her business is Booties by Katie May Clicks. Um, I will probably be sharing about it in my Instagram stories the day that this podcast is released. But Katie is in Jersey and she has, when I tell you some of the most fun freaking pieces in her client closet, they are wacky. They are bright colored. They are different. And I love it. I love seeing her photos of her clients, especially when you can kind of see like multiple outfits from the same client because she just pulls such different vibes. And it feels like such a celebration of her clients. And isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? A celebration of the people you work with. Um, and so if you're listening to this and you've ever worked with a photographer, who kind of maybe told you what to wear, um, made you feel shitty about the things that you maybe wanted to try. There are a lot of photographers that poo-poo on baby dolls. I, as a photographer, understand it. But if that's what makes you feel good, fuck them if they tell you not to wear it. Um, if you've done a photo shoot and maybe were made to feel not great about yourself, I am so deeply sorry that that happened. Um why I feel so passionate about being in this work is to try to help educate people around the impact that they have. But please do not think that that is the only version of boudoir that's out there. There are people who deeply care about the clients that they work with. I'm actually going to shout out another photographer. Um, she's one of my boudoir besties, um, Caitlin Scott. She's down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she has the most extensive plus size like client closet that I've ever seen. It's fucking incredible, y'all. And she just, she wanted so much to make sure that people who look like her and look like me could walk in and feel like they had not just a few options, but expansive options. And like, that's what I want this industry to become more about. And it's not just, hey, I've got four bodysuits that'll fit you that, you know, maybe you'll like, but they all kind of have the same vibe. It instead is, how do you want to feel? What do you want? What kind of aesthetic? Do you want to feel powerful? Do you want to feel sweet? Do you want to feel sensual? Do you want to feel slutty? What is the vibe you want? Let's pick out outfits that let you show that side of you off and have options. Cause you know, if you only have one quote, badass, powerful strappy number, and it's in a color that client doesn't love. I mean, that doesn't feel expansive. It doesn't feel as celebratory. And I want to pause here and say, I know 
that lingerie is expensive as fuck. Um, and that is why boudoir photography is expensive. Our studios are expensive. I don't even want to talk about how expensive mine is. The, the, the wardrobe is expensive. I have thousands of dollars in lingerie and robes and all the other crap. Um, thousands of dollars. So when you're showing up and not having to go and, you know, source all that stuff, keep that in mind that you're getting to wear things, you know, that cost probably several hundred dollars. I actually did one day, um, looked up just to see like a couple shoots, what clients had worn, like in terms of value. And I would say that like of, I think I did like eight or nine sessions. The average was like $300 plus the robes that clients were putting on their body for my client closet. Like that, that cost me money, y'all. Uh, it's why this costs money to do. But um, I think it's also why it's so important to work with somebody who understands what it is that you want. And maybe you're somebody listening to this who really wants that Kim K, very Photoshopped, male gazy vibe. Because to you, that's the fantasy that you've always had in your head. And I want to be very explicitly clear. You're allowed to want that. You're allowed to want buttery smooth skin with not an ounce of cellulite. And there's nothing wrong with you for wanting to see yourself looking like that. Where it becomes not okay is when we say that that is the only way you look beautiful. Where you start to believe that that is the only way you look beautiful. But like I have a photo hanging in my house where I am liquefied. I made my butt, my right butt cheeks got a little flat spot on it. I, I photoshopped that sucker to be curved. I, you know, buttery smoothed my skin. I know I don't look like that, but you know what? That photo, when I look at it, I am not going to lie. I'm like, Kim K's butt has nothing on mine. And that makes me feel good. And that does not make me a bad person or, you know, I feel like some people get so tied up in the body positivity. And I think part of body positivity is getting to feel positive about our bodies. It's the problem becomes when we start saying, I am only good when. No, you're good just because you exist, babe. You're beautiful in that body with whatever flaws you think it has. And it's okay to sometimes want to exist in a body that looks like what's on a magazine. I want to change what's on magazines. That would be great. But like we're inundated every day with those visual images. It's, I think, understandable to want to know what you'd look like like that. I actually had a client who was like, these are my three favorite photos. Can you, can you do, can you do the kitchen sink to these? Do everything you can. And I, I mean, I asked her, I'm like, do you want me to liquefy you? Make your waist smaller? She's like, yeah, do it all. Do it, do what they would do if it was going to go on the cover of a magazine. And I did. And I sent them to her and she was like, I know I'm supposed to like that more, but I actually, after seeing them, really love now what I look like. I just needed to see the visual of like, quote unquote, that's what it would be like if it was perfect. And I think that there's so much space and room for people to have all different experiences. And maybe for somebody else, that would be dysphoric. That would be super triggering and like harmful for them, which is where it's all about, you know, the autonomy of our clients. So I just... 
I think that client closets are incredible. I think that they really can help your clients have a magical, joy-filled, exciting experience. And I think that a lot of people think that it's just, oh, let me buy, you know, expensive lingerie and put my clients in the same types of things because that's quote unquote, what's sexy that if that's why you're getting a client closet, maybe don't. Um, but if you want to be able to serve your clients and you want to be able to maybe give them the space that they don't have oftentimes in their life to do something that feels a little fun or a little daring or a little outside their norm. A client closet is such a gift. And I am just so grateful for the times that I have had just a little inkling in my soul of um, put that girl in that hot pink bodysuit, put that girl in that magenta thing, make her try the sexy traffic cone, make, you know, and, and I always tell people, if you put it on and you hate it, we're taking it off. But like, if you put it on, you're like, I don't know, Amanda, let me try. And almost always people are like, I'm so glad you did. Because I feel like that's just, we don't have space for that in our lives. Or at least most of us don't. I don't. Um, so if you're a boudoir photographer listening to this and you don't have a client closet, I am actually releasing a really fun PDF that you can download that is where I buy things from my client closet with a ton of links um, where you can go and shop them. They all, A lot of them have referral links. So I am getting small kickbacks if you purchase using those links. I want to be very upfront about that. But I wanted to give you um, that. And if you're listening to this and you're like, but I want it and I'm not a photographer, you know what, boo? You can also download it. Um, you can go onto my website, theamandaswiger.com, and on the homepage, a little pop-up window will pop up and it will say, download our lingerie something. I probably should have looked it up before I started recording this episode, but uh, it's a little pop-up. And if you can't find it, just DM me on Instagram and I will get it over to you. Um, but I wanted to make something for y'all. Um, so if you are wanting to buy laundry and don't know where to buy fun stuff, I would love to hook you up with my favorite spots uh, and it's free, free, free. So uh, if that sounds good to you. Be sure to go check that out. And um, if you are listening to this, and you have put yourself in a fashion bubble, a lingerie bubble, where you think you only look good in X, Y, Z. It is my encouragement that you hear this podcast episode and you go out and try something different. And if you're a business owner, maybe that means you also go out and try something different. Maybe you buy a backdrop that scares you a little bit from Society6. Maybe you, I don't know. Buy a fun colored silk sheet that just feels exciting to you. Um, do whatever the hell you want, friends. Just find ways to keep it joy-filled and exciting and for you to have enjoyment in it because that, to me, is the sexiest thing in the world. And uh, with that, I'm going to leave y'all and I will uh, see you next week on the Quite Audacious Podcast. Stay audacious, friends. <laughs>